Okay, okay. hi oh. guys, welcome to the Two Docs. And, and I'm for Doc. once, we are on, on time. time. <laughs> 5.31. You know why? Because he came on time. <laughs> always the guy, yes, always, yes. Uh, always the culprit. Yes, Alright, yes. so I'm Dr. Inky. And I'm Dr. Ellie. And, and we are welcome to the Two Docs. Now, yes. today, we'll be speaking about something a little bit interesting. Alright, we'll be talking about addiction. Mm. What kind of addiction um, have you well, had? Personally. Addiction, yeah, addiction can be addicted to a lot of things. Mm. I'm addicted to things like um, I'm I'm addicted to peanuts. So basically, when you when you put peanuts in front of me, I have to eat peanuts. So that's my addiction. <laughs> yeah, and addiction. Um, when we, we we hear the word addiction, sometimes we have this uh, pre notion that it's usually bad. There's also good addiction. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. You know, reading can be an addiction. Yeah, exactly. But basically, what it means is that when you're doing something over, doing uh, more than the, the usual norm. Yes. And may or may not happen to a, a stage whereby you have a difficulty in controlling it mm-hmm. um, and therefore even something which is good could potentially be bad yeah it is for example if someone loves to read but you become antisocial yeah you know you that's true forget you neglect your duties on a daily basis that's right that's an addiction yeah too much of a good thing is not is not good for you correct so uh, so tell me what brought about today's topic so today we'll be talking we'll be speaking particularly on drug addiction and then with us, we have a special guest, a very, very friendly, very, very handsome looking, Mr. Omar Abdullah. Yeah. Right, so Mr. Mr. Omar, can you please introduce yourself to our, to our, our audience, what you do and sure. why you're here? Yes, thank you for inviting me. I'm very grateful, sincerely, you know, I'm no very problem. grateful for inviting me to come here and carry a little bit of message and a little bit of my story. You know, because uh, my name is Omar, as you know, my name is Omar and a lot of people know me as Abang Omar, you Abang know, Omar. Uncle Abang Omar. Okay, okay. Because now my children start putting me onto Uncle Omar. <laughs> <laughs> Normally I'm known as Abang, Abang Omar, Omar. Okay, you know, to, mostly to addicts, mostly to addicts, you know. So my story is this way, you know, I have got roughly about 50 years of addiction experience, 50 years. Five zero. Five zero, five zero all right? Not one five. No, not one five, sorry. 50 years of experience wait, 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 in dealing or taking or whichever way, 50 years of experience. Oh, you're a young man. You look young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the oh. grace of God that I have. <laughs> there are lots of doctors and people. Who well, you, you took drugs since five years old. Now you're 55, right? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I wish so. I wish so. But somewhere you're right. You know, when you get five, you started going into addiction. I'll tell you in my story oh, how wow. it works out. You know, you're right somewhere. But anyway, I'm... I'm not 55, I'm what I am and I'm very grateful. Eh? Mm. Numbers are just to say, you know, just yes. to remind you mm. that yes. I came this year here and I'm product of 1945. Ah. <laughs> that is it, that is it. Wait, quick maths, how? Quick maths. <laughs> I met Skoyak. Yeah, that's 75. Yeah, 75, yeah. That's right, I'm yeah, a product 75. of 1945. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. And sincerely, I'm very grateful to God, even in spite of 50 years of drug experience. Mm-hmm. This is how I look. Mm-hmm. So any addict anywhere who is looking for help, there is always a help. Uh, Life is a choice. That, that, but at times, you know, this choice are... Show everyone you know, how good you look at yeah, exactly. <laughs> So Thank you, thank yeah, you. So tell me a little bit of, of, of your story. How yeah. do you get started in the drugs? Yeah, yes, drugs. yes. See, I, I came from a good family, but we were quite poor. Some things happened to my father and uh, we were in a very bad place when I was growing up. You know, I was growing up and 
my mother is the one who brought me up and gave me a lot of, uh, you know, somewhere along she was trying to do the best, but it didn't work out somewhere the best. So now, you know, I was working roughly somewhere around after 26. Mm -hmm. You know, I had one dream like, to make my parents happy, start working, doing things. And, you know, somewhere around when people never go to drugs, you know, that's the time I went to drugs. I started drugs at the age of somewhere around 25, 26. Mm -hmm. What happened is I started working for a company to sell cars. You know, I was selling Japanese cars and I don't smoke cigarette. I don't drink. Mm -hmm. I'm a vegetarian, you know, and I had a brother. I started selling cars and I started doing well. Here comes my brother that tells me, hey, how come you are selling cars? You should take up cigarette and offer people, you know, during 70s, cigarettes are very important. Yes, you know, you do right. business. So my brother came around and said, how come you're not smoking cigarette? You buy you know, customers or so I said, so what cigarette to take? He said, there's a new cigarette in town. It is called Rothman's 100. Okay, it Rothman's, is longer yes. than others. And I said, okay, get me one cigarette, man. And at somewhere around 25, I pick up my first cigarette, you know, and I pick up and I do. And here comes a time every... You know, who doesn't drink, doesn't eat, this, that. I told him not to worry, I will drink. Okay. I started drinking. You know, and I pick up the first drink and I went back home. I was drunk and my mother said, this is no good. He said, don't worry, don't tell me what to do. You know, and from there on, I started drinking. You know? And I started drinking. And most of the time, those days, salesmen, they are very free people, you know. Yes. You know, we sell, at that time, we, you sell three car and above, you get your bonus, you get everything mm -hmm. during early 70s, yes. 70, 71. So I'm doing well, I'm mm -hmm. selling cars and all. So most of the time we are free. Gambling come in a little bit. Woman came in a little bit. Mm. You know, woman, gambling, and then came drink. We will start drinking at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. We will end up at night, 12 o'clock. But it looks very social because we are salesmen. Next morning we mm. go to work and all that. You know, along the way I started drinking more often. And that's the time drug came to Malaysia, you know, during 70s, mm -hmm. early 70s. Before that there were drugs, but mostly ganja. Oh, I understand. But during early 70s, heroin came in. Which even the police came in. Yeah, yeah, drugs, yeah. Even the police or nobody knew what was going on. You know, nobody knew. Mm -hmm. And one fine day I knew my, my, the workers who were washing car and doing all those things, they were mm -hmm. taking drugs, you know. I'm mm -hmm. working with a car firm. There are lots of boys down there. They take drugs. One fine day, you know, my car got spoiled. I was in an accident and everything. He said, hey, you go and buy for me. He told me one thing, you know. Abang, don't smoke this, like this thing has got gyan, you know, got withdrawal symptoms. I say, who are you talking to? Not me. You just go and buy, okay? Buy one for yourself and buy and give it to me. That's the first time I took my drug. Mm. And what happened is I slept for two days. You know, when you take drug first time, heroin, it was so strong those days, you know, pure opium based, vomited. And uh, I slept for two days. Mm. All right? 
And I said, I won't touch anymore. But there was something inside there, you know. Mm-hmm. It made me sleep so well. Mm, I understood. And, and I felt so good, you know. I slept well, everything. And I promised myself I won't take. Mm. But some or other, after a few days, I said, no, I won't take every day. But once in a once month, in you know, mm. once in a month, nothing wrong. Mm. What is that? You see, as I told you, I started getting involved with women and more women yes. and problems and all coming, all right? So, now I started, maybe I took, instead of one month, two weeks once. Mm. And I always believed that I won't be addict, all right? Then one week once, and I got graduated so fast now. Because when you drink, it takes hours and hours yes. to put you where you want to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. When you take drug, it is instant, you know, there you go, you took it and you had it and you are high. And so slowly but surely, Mm. I started taking every day, Mm. you know, every day and slowly job gone. Okay. Slowly job gone and I got graduated, tried my best. I don't want to be that addict, you know, and I just don't want to smoke. Stayed in the house for a few days. Again, I went back to smoke and I did everything what I could. And this from 1972, 73, I started it, keep on moving, job went off. Then I had a girlfriend, you know, who was in love with me and she, she was working. So I got kicked out from my job. My parents had to go through a lot of problems because I was a sole breadwinner. Mm. You know, many things happened. And I was supported by my girlfriend at that time and a little bit here, there, and life went on. That went on for roughly about seven years or something. I got married in 1979, September, you know, I got married. You see, what happened is I'm reaching rock bottom, I cannot work. I cannot do anything, only my wife is working. Now, I've got nowhere to go. If, if I don't get married, then she is not more going to take care of me also. But she was a good woman, nothing is wrong. But that was in the early stage was not my intention. But anyhow, I got married. And when I got married, you see her parents also don't want daughter to get married to addict. Mm-hmm. And we had lots of problems, but what we thought, I get married and within 10 days I will get all right. I'll go mm-hmm. for detox and everything and my problem is gone. Hmm. All right, so we got married. And when we got married, the last, the first few days I told her, huh? you know, let me have a good time because I'm going to give yeah, up. I'm, give oh, up. I'm going to give up. Mm. So little extra, you know, buy, smoke. And uh, I went to institution. I went to institution in Ipo Batugaja, you know, and uh, they had a program there. I stayed there for roughly about, at that time, you know, six, I mean, 79. You know, the price was somewhere around, you had to pay 2,000, money was big at that time, you know, you have to pay 2,000 and then you have to stay there for almost one year or something, you know, Mm -hmm. it was a private one run by a German guy. It used to run TC program, you know, therapeutic community, where they will teach you how to get up, how to take a bath, Mm. keep your room clean. Mm. And I went there within about three to four weeks, I gained my confidence. 
and my mind told me I don't want to stay here, but they won't allow you to go out because there is a contract signed. But when my wife came to see me, they will also keep people, you know, by the side so that you don't speak anything, oh, yes. mm. that you are not supposed to speak. Mm. But anyhow, I was an addict. Some or rather, I give all the signal to my wife, and my wife made a decision. I'm bringing him out. Mm. They told to my wife, you know, please don't bring him out. You are doing the biggest mistake. You bring him out, he's going to go back, this, she won't listen. At that time, it is not so much of exposure on addicts, or mm. addicts don't come out. And that time, it is a stigma. You are Sampa Masharakar, you know. Yeah. The stigma was very bad during, up to just lately, like, you know, it is just after WHO has said that addiction is yes. a disease, mm. and little yes. bit it's getting better, mm. but not that better. So, she took me off. And I've got confidence now, go mm. home, do exercise, I don't want to smoke, going around and telling other addicts, please give up. Mm. And then one, they say, smoke, I say, no, not me, you better go for rehab and all. And then what happened is, I had a little bit of problem. Then again, I went there, I said, just today you give me one or two, you know, today mm. I had a little, little problem, yeah. little bit. And that starts that another starts journey, again. another yeah. journey, back yeah. again. And that's, that's with addiction. It, it's mm. a cycle. It's a cycle. Yes. Vicious circle. Mm. Yeah, it's a vicious but circle. But I noticed when, when you talk about addiction and you started with something very uh, very interesting because mm. uh, you started with social activities. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Being uh. part of the job. Being part of the job. Yes. And yes. I think that's what wanted to be accepted as part of the group. Yes. Mm. Yes. And I yes. Think that's a, a, a very common uh, phenomenon that still goes on now, mm. whereby when people join a new place mm. of work, mm. then you want to be. Part of the gang. Yeah. Part of the gang. Yes. You, you want you want socially to, accepted. Socially accepted. Yeah, you, know, socially you, know, accepted. Know, you want to be part of the group. Be part of the group. Yeah. Yes. You go yes. out mm. and you know if they drink and you you are not really a drinker, you might take up one yes. extra. Yes. One. Yes. Next yes. week it may be one and a half. Yes. And then it goes on and after a while somehow you might find the enjoyment, whether yes. it's because of being accepted or you genuinely enjoy whatever product that you're taking. Yes. Uh, then it starts. Yeah, then, then, then it starts. Then, 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 you, then starts. you evolve. Yeah. yeah. All right. When you say this, it is little different here and there. You know, mm. today's world. Yeah. And then. Okay. Mm -hmm. It is little different, mm -hmm. and you are quite right. You know that sometimes to be accepted and all that. But today there is little bit of different. Let me go to my story back. Okay. You know, so instead of ten days, mm. it lasted for ten years. Ten years of my marriage, I had three kids who were born when I'm drug addict. Hmm. You know, they were all born. I've been to prison once for one year, Pudu prison. I've been to lock up four times. I've slept on the roadside, hmm. you know, but I didn't know what to do. I don't want to smoke. I don't want to smoke. But when the time comes, I will go for it. Hmm. I will beg. So much so, after a certain time, I had a stepdaughter also with my wife, you know. She used to tell my wife, you know, let him smoke, like he's an addict. You know, she used to say that, you know. And so it became a norm, like I would take from my wife, take. But as time goes by, things get expensive, short of money, and I have three kids. This is where the problems started coming in. You know, now you have three kids, wife 
got maximum, you know, one off already. Now how to do, what to do, everyday quarrel. And I didn't know what to do. So once, uh, you know, after some time I really, and before this, I went so many times to give up my drug, you know. I used to go Malacca, Pulau Busa. There is mm. a place called Pulau Busa. My wife will live in the island. Mm. She'll come back to KL. Mm. So I cannot come out from the island. Mm. I will stay there, I'll be vomiting all this one, Sending, you cannot yeah. sleep, purging, and so much of pain. You know, those days the drugs were very strong and you can't go and see a doctor. I used to lie to a doctors many times, you know, mm. that I got stomach pain and I cannot sleep, this, they will give me okay. some valium yeah. mm. to sleep, okay? But I never tell truth because it is a stigma. It is not like today, like people like me come and talk and you are sitting with me and listening my story. Mm. Those days it was not like that. Sampa Masharakat. So you can't even go and tell anybody the truth that I have this problem. And every time I have to lie, you know, are you smoking? No, 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 no. Sometimes people know I'll get angry. Wife have to do all the lying. And now, you know, as time goes by, I am hitting my rock bottom, you know. But I didn't know at that time that I'm reaching a rock bottom. You see, now comes a time, if I smoke, I have problem. And if I don't smoke, I have a problem. Now I came to a place where I can't take anything. To die is better. If there is a way to die, I want to. Because I cannot do anything. I want to give up. My body goes against me. My mind goes against me. I can't sleep. I can't move. I've lost my, you know, whatever I had. You see, in my addiction, I had a car. I always buy cash. When and sold, take another car under high purchase. After that, put that bear, come back without a car. <laughs> you know, everything was gone. Nothing. Rock bottom. My wife was working and running. You know, so I've reached to the place and age was catching up. Now, I passed almost 17 over years of addiction. Mm. 17 years. Mm. All right, I started somewhere around in 1971, 72, full blown, maybe in 73, now came 80. 70 years of addiction. And I'm reaching to a place where I just cannot take either side. And then, you know, I decided to stay in the house. When I said I went to Pulau Busa, every time I come back, I see Maybank, mm. say I want to take the last one. Mm. Before I go home, in Malay they say mm. Rindu, you know, yeah. Rindu Sikela, yeah. take one. Some people go. say one for the road, yeah. yours is uh, one, 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 one to come home. <laughs> Correct, exactly, exactly, <laughs> you know. And I will do that mm. and I will be back again. Mm. When I was in prison, when I came out, my wife said, don't touch anything, but drink stout, that is good for health. No? Mm. The one, okay, no problem. Alright, so I came out from prison, they gave me a salary of six ringgit or seven ringgit, like, you know, a few cents, yeah. first time any. I straight went to the prison opposite coffee shop, bought one Guinness Town. Mm. Cold one and drink. My wife came and picked me up, went to a supermarket, another six can in the house. What happened is, by the time the six can finished, my mind told me, I want to go and smoke like once. Mm. Why my mind told me? Because alcohol is not my choice. Alcohol is not my drug. Heroin is my drug. You know, sometimes people ask me, Oma, what is the difference between alcoholic and a drug addict? You cannot be both. You're only one. Either you're alcoholic or you're a drug addict. 
you cannot be both because when it comes to any substance it is a choice what you enjoy you have craving whatever you take you have craving the people who take who don't take drug they will look at drug addict and say what oh, stupid like you drink no? because when you drink you are not offending anybody it's mm-hmm. a choice you go to a coffee shop you buy and come mm-hmm. so they are one step above when it comes to drug you have to do everything like escape from police where to go and buy where to go and get that's why drug is easier to give up than alcohol alcohol is easier to give up than cigarette you see because what you get socially it's hard to give up what you don't get socially mm-hmm. if there is a chance true. it is easier to give it up yeah because nobody is accepting you mm-hmm. you reach a fast rock bottom yep. if you are lucky you come out of it yeah so now i've reached to a place where i can't accept and then i started staying in the house one two week and uh, but i knew this time you know that if i go out i will go and smoke i stay in the house i'm getting boring either way i'm stuck and i've reached rock bottom nothing works nothing works and then me and my wife decided uh, that we go and look for uh, help so that is where i went and look for the same german guy which i went to a institution mm-hmm. and tell him that i would like to go to your center for 3 months he said no no addict get all right in 3 months all right if you are going in i can give you minimum at least 1 year or otherwise 2 years you have to be there you like it you don't like it we can't take you we can't break the rules And then eventually me and my wife talked to him and I talked to him he said is it true or that for two weeks he don't smoke and I said yes he said you know and he is also matured a bit 45 now you know mm. normally 45 people don't give up they say take and die <laughs> but I was one the lucky one you know so he said okay you come on monday night there are few addicts meeting here you know that is where I went on a monday night and i found few people they had a meeting going on aa meeting you know alcoholic anonymous mm-hmm. which is based on 12 step came from america mm-hmm. from ohio by two guys one dr bob and bill wilson who wrote this 12 steps they were themselves alcoholics and addicts and i went to this program you know and they were reading the steps you know first time in my life man. nobody called me you're stupid mm. nobody told me you're addict nobody t- anything they hug me and they say it's nothing wrong with you you have a disease mm-hmm. first time i fell at home after 17 20 years of smoking and everywhere you get you know misfire yes. fire mm. thrown whatever mm. it is like the minute people see you like coming please close your doors It's the first time I saw people you know who were clean and sitting down and sharing and I saw the steps you know from that day something changed in my life changed you know I I found a hope that there is a hope now you know that there are people like me and they are clean and and everybody looked at me as another human being who is suffering from a disease mm-hmm. you see that's made lot of different and in between i like to jump a little bit is it okay instead of my yeah, story oh, yeah right. yeah you know and once you have one addict in a family 
the whole family has got a disease. Mm. You know what? It is the same disease. The family say you don't take drug and the addict says he can't give up drug. Topic always in the family will be drug and the yes. whole family. And being like country like Malaysia or Asian countries, but now they are improving. You see, the family will never look for help. Yeah. Now, if you make an addict all right and send back to the family, the family is the same. True. You see, True. the family hasn't changed. The guy who came, he has changed. Yes. Mm. And on this, I have a story, you know, about a small boy who slept with a chicken, you know, in a box. Mm. And whenever the chicken comes in, mm. he gets frightened and he grew up, you know. And he always, no matter what you do, he's frightened. One day, some psychologists and all came and took him and brought him somewhere, they cut a chicken, they teach him how to cut a chicken and then, you know, tell him you can eat chicken and so the boy got ready la, at their place. Mm. When they brought back home, mm. the minute the chicken ran, the flow went again. back the same place. You know why he said? This chicken didn't know that I've been rehabilitated. It's <laughs> <laughs> a different chicken. <laughs> I mean, addicts are just like that. And another place I look at addict as what, you know? I hope you don't mind, I'm going a little bit. No, 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 make it more interesting. Yeah, 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 I've got new jokes yeah. now, thanks to you. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a story for me to tell. Yeah, I know. <laughs> a boy and a chicken. <laughs> you know, addicts are just like, you know, in Africa now they rehabilitate the wild animal, the lion, yes. the things all, you know? When they put want them to the put them in the wild, they mm. just straight cannot put them in the wild. Yeah. Yeah. They train them, you know, with a truck, putting yes. some meat, yeah. you chase it, you yeah. chase it, till they really learn it, yeah. then they put him on the wild. Yeah. You can take addicts like that. Mm. That is what an addict is. Now you see, almost 90% of addicts go back relapse. Mm. There are two things, I don't blame the society or the family, mm. even the addict. Now, addict is not doing a right thing, so do the people outside who are not doing right thing. Mm -hmm. The family is not doing right. Mm. You see, as I said, one addict in a family, the whole family is screwed up. Mm. Whole family, because the topic is only one. Family will be quarreling, the mm. father will be telling the fly pity him. The brother will say, why should I? He has taken everything. So the whole family get messed up. And I've known many cases. I've known one of the lady, you know, two sons both died. Mm. You know, family get quarrel. Addiction is such a cunning enemy of life, you know. And if you don't treat it correctly, it will take you and destroy your whole family. Mm. That is what addiction is. Like just now you were telling, you know, you like this and little addiction. Those are different addictions. Mm. Yes. Yep. When we come, yes. When we come to hard drugs, mm. You are smoking against your will. I promise myself tonight, this is my last smoke, no more. I mix, eh, I make everything, mm. I go and pray, I put everything right, no more. Next morning, on the next day, mm. I will go for it. Mm. I have two things with me. One, my body go against me. Mm. Second, my mind doesn't know how to do anything else except that craving. Because when I take this, I feel better. Mm. You see, when I take that, I feel better. And when it comes to heroin addict, it has got two problems. Not 
the fourth problem but also your body every part of your body go against you not that enough the society go against you the stigma go against you so it's not that easy as we think you know mm-hmm. so if you don't have a a good program mm-hmm. you can't do it there is no way you see once a addict he's addict forever you know for your information mm-hmm. only thing i have arrested my disease i have not cured my disease so i must know what to do and what not to do mm-hmm. how do i keep this you see that's why we need a program mm-hmm. you see i am attending meeting for 30 years as i said i smoked for 17 over years mm-hmm. and i attend meetings for 30 over years mm-hmm. the reason is because this disease is like that it has got nothing to do with the drug mm-hmm. it is mental physical and spiritual mm-hmm. you see what happen is if anybody gives any rehabilitation to a addict you remove his drug and you put outside you are putting at the same place where he started the drug mm. you see you remove the yep. drug because yeah. it's only physical yes, yes. You, you you remove it you remove now he is standing yep. at the place when he first time started drug the maybe mm. the maybe <laughs> <laughs> and many other banks <laughs> you know so he starts there that's where you need a program mm. that makes sense mm. and when it you know my days we didn't had any in malaysia now we have it we have made any in malaysia you know we have translated book and all that earlier days i used to have being a muslim you know you tell anybody they say this program came from west but now we have in every country middle east country we have meetings mm. you know we have about 33000 meetings a week around the world mm. you know you go anywhere you will find meetings so now i went to a program which is called a 12 step program this program is all on me in this program they ask me to take a sponsor you know mm, yes. sponsor sponsor not for money mm. not for anything it's for your recovery mm. and he will be always there that when you appoint him he will come and whatever you ask him he will answer if he doesn't know you will tell ask me to see somebody and then i had a sponsor and when i went to this program something that really touched me you know what one i'm not an addict by choice you know it happened yes now all right there is no blame on my side anymore and i understood you know that i should forgive me whatever people say all that i'm not choice now but what must i do and that is where this 12 step had helped me you know i said earlier if you don't give a program remove the drug he is standing at the place where he started, he started now yes. lots of addict don't the, lots of people think what you know that you give up drug and your problems are over you know of course when i took drug i created so much of extra problem all right so much so i forgot that why i start all right so i'm always thinking you know focusing on you know i give up the drug because of drug i had lot of problem okay i find i work here but what happened is only this but why did i start a drug now that is more important yes. than i give up the drug at this moment mm-hmm. see that is where this 12 step works specific on your life on my life you know like the step one said i'm powerless 
And when I say powerless means, that means I have got no control over taking drugs. Now how do I stop drugs? Man? If I don't have a control, then how do I stop? Now that is where the catch is. There are simple things in the program. And this program only works if you reach rock bottom. Mm. Mm. So it, it doesn't work when, you're, when, when you're not at rock bottom? Uh, no. If you still have your self-will, hmm. that means you are telling people, I'm not addict, I'm smoking sometime. I, okay. You know, what is wrong if I take? So what? Understood. So, so one must reach a point whereby they literally feels, I can't... No, I don't know what's happened to yeah. me. It means for them, they have no other choice but to go through the program. No, go to the program or let it go oh, of your life. Yes. Let mm. it go. Let's die. Which I tried, I didn't have guts, mm. you know, to show my wife I don't want to leave. They go and buy jab, try to overdose all, but I didn't have that guts. Mm. Of course I didn't want to leave. Mm. And I also wanted to leave, but I don't have that guts to die myself. No? Mm. I, I, I went to a building, they want to jump down, I don't have the guts. Mm. You see, I don't have the guts. But when I went to the program, so now I, I can't. He can and let him. There is a meaning in this program. That means you can't do it. Come to believe in God and let him do it. Mm -hmm. Now you have a sponsor, you have a program, you have an understanding. Mm. And the best part of the program is, they will tell you, don't worry about tomorrow, do it just for today. Mm. Just take it one step at a time. Yes, just for today. You go clean, you ring up to your sponsor and you tell him, I'm clean today. You know, I chose a sponsor who was 10 years younger than me mm. and four-letter word was his national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was good. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, good. otherwise they couldn't get me. How are you? I'm Omar, good, good. <laughs> oh, the four-letter words came out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was his national anthem. You know, and uh, you know, sometimes we go to coffee shop. I didn't have any money. And those days, there was a mini bus. you know, I go mm. to you know, uh, Raja Chulan for meeting and I will go with the minibus, you know, that your head goes like that in the minibus. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you all haven't seen that. Oh, oh, it's the pink color. Yeah, uh, yeah, color, yeah, yeah. Pink color. No, the oh, earlier one. Get out, get out, get out, yeah, get yeah, out, get the earlier one. The pink color is already roof and up. Oh, this okay. Earlier, like that you go, you have to make it straight and go for the meeting. You pay 50 cents and then you come back. You know, 50 cents and, you know, <laughs> So after the meeting, they might go meeting after the meeting, coffee shop and all. If mm. my sponsor was happy that Kasidya Satu Roti Chanai Satu Tela. So give it to me. I don't have anything with mm. me, man. And when he's bad mood, he says, can you go back? We are self-supporting. We don't take from anybody. We have taken enough. Get out. Go. You know? And he was 10 years younger than me. Mm. But reaching the rock bottom, that is why it's so important. Otherwise, you don't listen. Mm. True. Why should you listen when you can run your life? True. You will only listen when you come. All the way down. Yeah. Yes, you come to a wall, you know, that you can't move. So in this program, we had a sponsor mm -hmm. and it is a disease concept mm. and no cure. Mm -hmm. You arrest the disease. Mm. You see, why do you have so many relapse? Every now and then relapse, wherever you yell, he cannot get all right. He can, of course. Mm. Because some people believe, some people don't believe it. Mm -hmm. But if you ask me, if I became an addict, I've already tasted it. I already know everything. How is it for me to give up at some point of time? It makes me good feeling. 
You see, all I have to do is sometimes life gives. You know, it sucks. It, you have pain. And you know at once upon a time that I took and I got better, you know. Forget everything. That is why it is a disease, a regular meeting, speaking to sponsor and doing. Now, when I said you have to go to God, God cannot work for you for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. You see, the, the program is so structured that you do your job, let God do his job. You see, why did I say this is, you see, at the beginning when I went there, it's a spiritual program. Mm -hmm. So they told me, this is the problem, this is what you have to do, mm -hmm. and this is your decision. Come to believe and let it go, let him handle a day at a time. As little bit time passed by, then they tell you to take your moral inventory because you have made so much of damage. Mm -hmm. If you don't look at yourself, how could I sit down and talk to you now? What's a moral inventory? Sir, moral inventory. Yeah. You see, always when you're on the wrong side of the road, mm. you'll be always taking inventory of all your bad things. Mm. You have put yourself so low mm. that you're not looking any good things about you. You don't feel. Okay. When we say moral, mm. that means you are taking both. You have good things with you and you have bad things with you. Mm. You see, you have two items with you and you have to take this moral inventory and speak to your sponsor mm -hmm. because if you have taken 20 years of drugs mm. you don't even know what is right or what is wrong could you give us an example assuming i'm your sponsor mm. how will you tell me about the moral inventory Let's no I, I will tell you see i gave up drug mm. if you have smoked like me for so many years yep. just imagine the amount of problem you have done okay mm -hmm. all right yep. the damage i lost my job mm. I don't have bank balance. Every day I'm fighting in the house for my wife, give me 10 ringgit, 10 ringgit. I owe people money. The stigma people looking at me. No car, I'm walking on the roadside. I'm so thin, so mm. horrible looking fella. Mm. You know, everything has gone. How much pain I'm carrying for all this thing? And how much pain is it? So when you take moral inventory that whatever you have done wrong mm. to people, place or cheat or whatever and what are your good qualities all because when you are addict you have lost your senses you don't even know what is right or what is wrong you just write down mm. and you sit down with a sponsor mm. okay. and then you tell him that this is what so many years I did this, I did this to my wife, I this, this, this then he will turn around and tell you I too did this you know, and how to go out of this. Mm. You see, after taking moral inventory, he will tell you, just sit down, pray to God mm. to give you the strength to face this thing. Mm. You see, you have to face it, what you have done. If you don't do it, then you are standing at the same place, first place you went for drugs. Mm. Because you can't deal with life. Not, you see, I have few friends took drugs together, but all didn't become addict. Mm. Out of the two became addict, the three is okay. You see, you got to have something inside you that is not working well. No, you see, once you are in the drug, you are not drug addict by choice. Mm -hmm. You are in, there is no door out. Mm -hmm. Once you started taking daily, there is no door out. Only the lucky ones like me, you know, who is willing. I, 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 all I did is I kept an open mind and listened to people. Mm -hmm. Then people start giving me. Yep. And that is what I have. And today I start giving it to people. Mm. 
That's how we work. Yeah. You see? And it is free. The program is free. You don't have to pay one cent. Mm. You for don't, for uh, listeners out there, uh, this is known as Narcotics, narcotics, narcotics Anonymous. You uh, can go any Malaysia, you know. Any Malaysia dot my. So currently, so currently the meetings are still ongoing. Oh yes, yes, in Malaysia, yes, in Malaysia. yes. And nowadays we have a lot of Zoom meeting international around the world. Oh, you see that Zoom meetings? Perfect, perfect. Yes, they have. You see. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for for again our listeners, this is a program uh, whereby you could fight um, narcotics uh, addiction. Addiction. Yeah. Through so the program that's known as Narcotics Anonymous or NA yes. Malaysia. NA Malaysia. Yes. So again, it's taken loose, not loosely. It's taken from. It's adapted from, from the, the program A. of um, AA, yeah, Alcoholic Anonymous, and it is international, different. worldwide, and it's free. Do they do the same thing as AA, whereby someone stands Of course, up? of course, same, same, mm. same. They in, are same. In, in, even the introduction? Yes, yes. You see, if you're in... I got clean in AA, then ah, we started yeah. in AA. Alright, when we go to AA, we said, my name is Omar and I'm an alcoholic. Yes. Alright? It's famous. So, yeah. a lot of us would have seen on yeah, the yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, of course. No, it's famous. Mm. You know, it's in Malaysia, we are not getting it. Mm. What is the reason? I don't know and I don't want to say it. Okay. Alright? Yeah. But in many parts of the world, if there is any addict who has done a petty stealing or shoplifting or anything, mm. they will tell them, I don't have to put you in prison, you go 90 meetings, 90 days and get their signature and you're out. Yeah, the mm-hmm. coin system also, right? Yeah, no, if you, when the court, in many countries now, the court will say you go to any, mm. because they know today that people change, man. Yeah. So it means instead of putting you behind the bars, bars mm, they put send you to the meetings. Mm. They don't put you in. They say yeah. you go to meetings and bring the thing 90 days, okay, then you are discharged. Okay. Whether you go, whatever you do, it doesn't matter. But at least they are introducing to a place mm. which works. Mm. Mm. Yes. And it doesn't cost money. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And Correct. nobody is telling you anything. Correct. Mm. You see, but here we haven't reached to that place yet. Correct. Because yeah. in a way, uh, going to places like Serenity, you yeah. come out, people still label you as the addict who came yeah, out. Yeah, because yeah. you went to Serenity. Yeah. But if you go to an a, a anonymous meeting, yeah. they say you are you an are addict who's trying, trying to, to come back. Yeah. Well, when you talk about that concept, it is a bit different. Man. You know, if you're an addict, you have a stigma. But mm. today, you don't have a stigma, you know, because most of the addicts are today good as you all are. They are upper class. Mm. Their, their drugs of choice have changed. Yes. Mm. Today the world has changed, you mm. know. The drugs comes, you don't have to go, you just want like that, it is sent it to your house. Mm. The world has changed today and my day is a little different. Now. Yeah. Yeah. You see, today is all upper class. My days yes. it was all down. Yeah. Yeah. You see, but the real truth is addiction. Correct. Still an addiction. Uh, yes, still an addiction, you know. The problem is still. So I told you about recovery, a program, all right? Mm. And now, what makes a person addict? Mm, yeah, that's yes. the most important see, That's what makes You see, fun. now, today's world, huh, for me, I consider dog eat dog. Mm. The reason why I say this is, the minute anybody who gets married, mm-hmm. all they know is how much you are making and how much you are making. When you, we will have a kid, we have got a planning, but the kid will go to the nursing home. Yes. Husband is working, mm. wife is working, yep. everybody is working. Mm. Everybody is staying at the same address. Mm. You know, it's a unit. Mm. Even from down to up, nowadays, what's coming down for food? Huh? True. Mm. 
today the world has changed you know mm-hmm. more problems there are today yeah. than before yes. but today the problems are all hidden you know because it is little upper the lower one are they are suffering whatever suffering they can't do but the top You see nowadays when come to love you know another addiction which I see it today when I sit in a coffee shop mm. two years old kids sitting with a phone yes. you know mm. all right the min- what is addiction you ask me now I mm. tell you no? the minute you remove that mm. the flies jumping down there mm. parents will say okay give it no. ah, that's addiction that is addiction that is coming that is coming oh, in some countries yeah. they they start seeing mm. it yep You know, and there are lots of young people today can't even communicate mm, because true. everything is yeah, like this. Phone, yeah. Now, that's yeah, I, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen couples. You know, when they yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, all kids, all three, Everyone, four, all. No, 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 just uh, pre-marriage. So mm. they're going out, mm. they're holding hands, mm. and the girl's got a flower, the guy's got a shopping bag. They mm. sit down, mm. uh, they stare into each other's eyes. Everything. They mm. open the menu, they put mm. down the menu after mm. the order. Then the For the rest of the night, they're just, just on the phone, phone. Mm. and they're laughing by themselves. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's today. Yes. That's an you know. So for me, what I believe is, you know, things have to change. Mm. We are going so fast on the wrong side of the road. Mm. You know, there are lots of people. You are lucky. You don't take anything, and you don't have this type of problem. But lots of people, what you see is not what you are seeing. Mm. You know. So that's addiction. Once you are in, they left no choice. All right. No choice left. Mm. Even now in many houses where the phone, the kid, mm. you can't take it from him. The phone, no, you can't. Mm. Try and see. Mm. The only phone time the phone is out is they're sleeping. True, 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 true. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, coming back earlier, you mentioned that addiction, this particular drug addiction, can't be cured. It can only be arrested, kept aside. Yes. Over the period of the last thirty years, mm. have it ever crossed your mind that I want to go back? I want to go and but I'm try the lucky again. one. I'm one lucky one. Why I tell you this is because I got so much into the program That's because good. I was beaten so hard. Mm. I had no choice, rock bottom. Yes. Mm. And when I went in, it looks like somebody introduced me to God. Mm. And I felt for the program till today. You can give me any other program; I can talk for you. Mm. But I don't know. I only believe in one program. You see, the last two step of the program is mm-hmm. what you know, through meditation and prayer. Lah, we every day we do and we talk. All right. And step ten says, take daily inventory of yourself. If you have hurt anyone, ring up and say sorry. Mm-hmm. Don't create any more problem. Mm-hmm. All right. And the last step says. If you want to keep what you have, mm. in order to keep, you must learn how to give. So I'm working with addicts for so many years. Mm. Many I have many sponsors with me. You know, they give a call, they have problem, whatever they have, they use the phone, they give me a call. Mm. So it is not their benefiting. It is me giving and collecting. True. Whatever I talk to you, you get it or not? I'm not sure. Mm. But whatever I'm talking to you, I'm reinforcing myself. Mm. That's right. That's you right. see, that's, that's right. why there is a catch. You know, it only after some time I came to know taking is not taking. Mm. Giving is taking. Mm. Yes, that's If right. If you don't learn how to give, you will never keep anything. Mm. And you can only give people what you have. You can't give people what you don't have. Yeah, that's true. 
You see, so these are the little things that make life better. You see, today I'm happy. I don't have. To, I don't need one. You see, I gave up cigarette. Mm. When I gave up cigarette, I went back home. I gave up, as I told you earlier, I gave up in 1990 mm. on a Friday 16 at 6:30 at Jalan Ampang. Mm. I threw the packet, and when I went back home, my wife smoked cigarette. My wife was a cigarette smoker. My wife gave up. After four years, I gave up. And this is Adik, you know, who gave up cigarette. I didn't pick up. My wife passed away, all right, seven years ago. I had lots of problems here and there that she passed away. But I didn't pick up a cigarette. I didn't pick up a drink. Here I am. What made me? I was that addict mm -hmm. who couldn't live one day without drugs. Mm -hmm. So you see, the way I think, the way I look, the things that I do, it is stopping me to go to anywhere else because I'm happy. My life became my choice today. I get up this morning, I had a choice where I want to go, who I want to see, what I want to do. You see, if you don't have this, and if you're addict, only place you know is where to go and take, where to go and smoke. You see, addicts are like what? You know, the migratory bird, you know? In winter, mm -hmm. they know how to fly, but they mm. don't have a brain. Addicts are just like that when morning get up, where is the money, where to go and buy, where to mm. go and smoke and sleep. Mm. Yes, sometimes people ask me about willpower. Addicts has no willpower over his addiction, they have lost it. Nothing to do with willpower, I got all right. It is a power, I got it from outside. Mm. I became willing, I reached rock bottom, I kept an open mind, people willing to give me, I started taking and this is what I am. You can't do it on your own. Addict alone is in a bad company. You know, till today, my associates are lots of addicts everywhere. Mm. You see? And you cannot leave an addict without a program. Now, I said, you know, one of those things with addict, what happened? When I get better, and if my wife doesn't get better, it doesn't work. Either it get divorced, Many addicts who change, the family will break mm. because the mindset, one side have changed, the, the side other side didn't change. change yeah. Alright? So that's why if you have one addict in a family, everybody needs a program. Mm. Otherwise you cannot deal with the addict. Then how does the family, and then is there a special program for the family? Yes, they do have, but right now it's not so strong in Malaysia. Mm. But in many countries, hmm. they have got Alanon and Naranon, you know. That is for people who stay with addicts, you know. You see, the people who stay with addicts, actually they are suffering little extra than the addict, you know. You know why? They are conscious and they are looking at other people's pain and taking into them. Mm -hmm. And you know how much pain and resentment is there. And once the addict get alright and come, he started asking his pants back. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. They will say, what the hell? You know, you are not working. I feed you this. Today you're telling me what to do. You see, the whole thing, mm. the whole system of a family mm. has gone bizarre. Now, if you don't repair the whole thing, either it breaks mm. or otherwise the addict goes back goes to drugs. Yes. Yeah. There is no third choice down there. There is no third choice. You know, this is um, mm. very similar to what we spoke with Andreas last week. Oh, remember? yeah. Well, mm. We, we, we were speaking to Andres Don, so mm. he, he does a lot of uh, NLP, a lot of counselling mm -hmm. and 
in a very similar concept. That time we were talking about how parents who wanted their kids to be better mm. and try to bring them for counselling. Mm. But Andrea said it's actually even the parents need counselling. Yes. Because if fixing one so-called problem does not fix yeah. everything, the whole unit must go in. Yep. Exactly. We were exposed to that this last week mm. and this week is like a reminder to you and, and yeah. we see how powerful it is. That, yes, yes, yes. And, and I think maybe sometimes I would say even myself, guilty as a doctor, when, when, when I see patients who have certain kind of addiction or addictive behavior or, or, or even families who have the same problem, even myself if I have that, we always look at the addiction as the person's problem only. We try to fix it, but we don't fix the whole system. Yes. Yeah. We don't fix the perception. Um, uh, tell you a very interesting uh, real story. Sorry, we we're going to digress a bit out of the drugs. <laughs> okay. So uh, this was a, f um, a, a friend of mine. Uh, the daughter is overweight. Mm -hmm. So the daughter has sort of like, we can say, some addiction to it's a food, food addiction. addiction mm -hmm. And also a sedentary life. Her addiction is just to kick back, lay back and just relax. Mm. Where else? The, uh, the mother and uh, the other siblings are more active and more conscious about the diet. She tries to change. But as she's trying to change, the mother puts her down. Like really puts her down. Um, she did a food diary. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. You're, you're trying your best. You're doing a food diary. And I told her, we'll, we'll do it step by step. We'll do a food diary. We, we don't do anything else. So I just need you to chart what you eat every day. Out of seven days, she charts four. For me, that's good because it's not easy. Mm -hmm. to, it's not easy to chart a food diary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she charted four out of seven, and for me, it was amazing because I usually do this with other patients, and they can only do one or two days, then they quit. <laughs> <laughs> then they come back, you talk to them, then they do another two or three days. Yeah. She she did four out of seven for two weeks, so she had eight days out of fourteen. Yes. For me, it was amazing. But the mom, my friend, was very critical. He just went. See, even this you can't do. That's why you will never get smaller. So, resonating with what we're saying, you're right. Mm. If we don't look at the overall perception and change the way everyone starts behaving with one another, it's just going to be a negative reinforcement that either breaks the person or yes, continue breaking yeah. the family. Exactly. exactly. You see, th that is why either you look for professional help mm speak to someone, you can't do it on your own. Any addiction to do it on your own, first place it won't happen. Mm. If you can do it, it won't happen. It won't be a big problem like what we face today. Mm -hmm. Very you true. See? Very true. So it's not that way. Like you got to look for help and everybody is involved. Like I used to go on TV before time ago, you know, and then the mother will ring up and say, my son was okay. Mm -hmm. But he went and mixed with the other guy, mm. he started taking. I told the mother, you know, another 10 minutes, maybe that mother is going to give me a call mm. and say, my son was all right, he went and mixed with this son. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, you know, whatever happened, why I said you have to change the whole family? An uh, addict is not produced in a market, you know. Market supports the addict yes. to go where he wants yes. to go. The one who produces an addict is a family. Yes. I speak the same language. Mm. I eat like them. I look like them. I do everything like them. Why is it I took one habit from outside? Mm. 
Sometimes they said, you know, that outside influence. Yes, outside make the progress a bit easy mm. where he wants to go because it's availability, mm. you know, of drugs and whatever. But every addict is made in a house, not outside. That's, a very, the, huh? that's a very heavy accusation for, yes. for, parents. People, yeah, for parents. Yeah, for parents. Yes. How yes. would you justify that, Koma? Why, why would you say... I, I want to tell you, how is it? I'm eating the food what you like, whatever you taught me, I'm following everything. Hmm. Why is it I'm doing one thing that even you don't like, I know it, you don't like, and I still go and do it. Hmm. How was I born that way? Hmm. When everything, my character, you have given me. Why is it this habit, I got it from outside? Hmm. There must be some defect inside here hmm. that caused me to go and look something outside. Hmm. You see, that is why if the family don't change and don't take the responsibility putting on the attic alone, hmm. please leave it there. Huh? Could you give us your example? Yes. You see, I had a mother hmm. who went through lots of problems, you know. Hmm. And from very young age, she, she told me the sad story and I wanted to grow up and take a revenge, you know. That means I didn't grow correctly, you know. I grew up with vengeance, you know, mm -hmm. that let me have this time, one day I'm going to fix this uncle, mm. I'm going to fix these people, and I'm going to do this. Mm. Well, the thoughts are very good, love, because they did what to my parents, yes. mm. but yes. that is not how we are supposed to live. Mm. We are not supposed to live that way. What happened, it was a situation then. But what she was talking, she was innocent. She didn't know anything, you mm. see. At that time of time, she didn't know. Mm. But you see, whatever happened in life, it has something to do what happened into your life. Everything that happens to you, 95% mm. you behave like your parents, man. As time goes by. Mm -hmm. And then you pick up a little bit from something from outside. You can't get anything from bad habit or whatever simply from outside. Mm. Unless there were things that is happening into your life, mm. right timing, right place, so happened drugs was available. Mm. All right? So it happened that way. Mm. It cannot be. Outside influence is just helping you to push you a little bit, you know, mm. a pusher. Mm. Good. Like I have few friends, they won't go in touch. Mm. They won't go in touch. Why is it I went in touch? So, the disease is all in a family. When they say genetic, you know, nowadays sometimes yes, they yes, use yes, this, you know. They want to blame the genetics. Okay. You were born like that, you were not part of us. No, 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 no they, they, they are now saying that people who are addicts uh, have a higher, they were born with a higher susceptibility oh. to be addicted. All oh, right, right. So, so, so that's why they, they, they are saying this is actually partially genetic now. Okay. I can very much agree and don't agree. Both. I have it there. I tell you one thing. Of course, genetically, everything is given to me by my parents. What's wrong? I eat the same food, yes. the same type of thoughts, mm. the same everything. So it's genetic. Mm. Huh? Mm. All right. So you can blame whatever you want, but I can change. Mm. I can change the same genetic. Yeah, mm. I am different. Mm -hmm. You know, so whatever you want to say, you can find an excuse. Mm. You can find an excuse. So for me, it's a lifestyle mm. and today everybody thinks mm. that money can make me happy. Mm. But when you don't have, you get little, it makes you happy. Mm. When you over have it, 
it never brings you happiness. Mm. It will bring you more problem than your happiness. Mm. You know, anything, mm. if you don't know how to stop at certain time, mm. it is going to be a burden to you. Mm. So I believe that live with spirituality, you know, mm. believe that you're not here forever. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're not here forever. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and love people, mm-hmm. you're not here forever. Mm. So if you don't count your blessing or you're not grateful for the things that happened to you, so you have to be ungrateful. Mm. And for ungrateful, you have to do everything what ungrateful has to do. And when you are grateful, your lifestyle change, you know. You're not angry. Mm. You're not running for anything. Any wrong doesn't hurt you so much. You will feel it and you will say that's the way it is. Mm. So parents, instead of money and education, had to give little bit of concern, my son. Life is a gift. This, you are enjoying everything because you got up this morning. You are not enjoying everything because you have it. If he was dead today, he won't be enjoying what you have. Of course. He got up this morning, so he's going to enjoy what is there, you know. Mm. So people got to have some spiritual values in life, mm. you know, to live a good life. Mm. Now I'm talking about away from addiction, mm. to live because at times love, life sucks, you know, it gives you pain yes. looking at things, this, that or whatever, you know. But if you don't have any good friend, everybody should have one good friend, mm. a spiritual friend where you can sit down, who is not judgmental, mm. you can talk to him and he gives you the good, you know. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. give you what you like to hear, yeah. he's giving you what you should hear. Mm. You see, that makes a lot of difference. Everybody should have somebody that they can trust and the guy they have it is trustworthy. Mm. So that half of your pain is gone. Mm -hmm. You know, to get up this morning is a privilege. I got up. That's why you asked me, how are you doing? I said, I'm living without complaint. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and to all my friends who are listening in, so whenever I'm very harsh with my words, because I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 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 they they always say, you know, the true friends give it to you. You They they really give it to you. You They don't sugarcoat it. They tell you what 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 needs to be told. Uh. Yeah, they tell you what needs to be told. Yes, uh, correct, correct. To correct. put into a bit of um, easy to digest perspective, Uncle, mm-hmm. I'm going to give a scenario about this um, because I, I like the. I want to go back to the part where you you're saying that addiction could stem from family. Mm. I'm just going to give a very general thing. It may not relate to what you've been through, but okay. just to see whether you agree with this thought process. Mm-hmm. So, we say that addiction starts from family, and sometimes it's hard to gel. How? You know, my parents are good people. Mm-hmm. How? So, maybe I give an example. Um, a father who beats the red light mm-hmm. consistently. Yeah. It's not a conscious addiction, but he just wants to beat the yellow light before it turns red all the time. Sometimes it turns red and he's still going through. Then mm. the kid tells the father, Papa, it's wrong. Mm-hmm. He says, I know, but I went through when it was yellow. Mm. He justifies and he does it over and over and the child will then see it as it's okay yep. to do wrong yes same thing as um let's say swearing 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's say they watch a football match mm. and they miss a goal and the father just goes, shit! <laughs> 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 the national the, anthem, like, basically. Yeah, the four-letter national anthem. Yeah, the four-letter anthem. No, no, no. So then the kid will still say, Papa, it's not a good word. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And does it consistently because, you know, there's 38 EPL matches in the year. That would that then form as yeah. a recurrent basis whereby the child would say that's not right, mm. but yet it's being done and it's okay. Yeah. So and it seems that you know they do it very calm, yeah, consistently. Yeah. Hence, when they do pick up another habit, and yeah. as you said, it just so happened it was cigarettes or yeah. drugs yes. or yeah, all whatever it was. Yes. Then that justification process also comes in. Mm. Because it has already been formed in the childhood. Yes. Would that? You you know what will happen? There are two things will happen Mm. on the family. You see, if headache or anything in the house or this type of thing, Mm. if the children are growing in some part, maybe the mother don't agree and the son don't agree, they will become total opposite Mm. of the father. When the time comes, Mm. they will even fix the father. They grow up a bit, the father becomes down, the son goes up. Mm. You know, they'll fix. Or... There won't be a middle path. Okay. You know, either you are total opposite or you are same. Or same. Mm. But you won't get the middle path because you haven't done your job well. Mm. You didn't give it to them well. Mm. You see, every time a kid had to tell his father, don't do, don't do, don't mm. do, don't do. He grew up to be the total opposite side of the road, not liking what he did. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wrong things, you like it or not, what you have put it in, someday you have to face it. You can't plant an apple tree Mm. and ask for orange juice. Mm. You know, if you squeeze an orange juice, you will only get orange juice. Where do you get whatever you are doing? Mm. You get it from that orange juice. You won't come out anything else. You can squeeze whichever way you want. Mm. The thing you'll get is orange juice. You only reap what you saw. Mm. Yes, yes, exactly. So in a family with, with, with the father being an addict, yeah. will the children, uh, do they have a higher percentage of getting into any addiction when they're, when they're older? I, I just want to say it depends on which place you are and what time you got it better. Okay. You know, I also have children. At many times, it is difficult to handle. It is difficult to handle, mm. but I'm very grateful none of my children has gone into drugs, mm. none of them. But it is not easy to handle mm. because the things what I did, they like it, don't like it, they don't have a program. Mm. But deep inside, they have something what I did before. Mm. Now they also, as they grow up, they will learn how to deal. But it is not easy, wait till their children grow up, mm. they will understand sometimes you know, but today my job as a father is to take whatever it comes. Mm. It's my duty. Because today I understand that what I have done, mm. squeeze an orange, you get an orange juice. Mm. What I've done, I got to pay somewhere a price. Mm. Nothing wrong with them. Mm. That's why I can forgive or do whatever, it's okay. Mm. You see, it's not easy. You know, life is a journey. Huh? Mm. And you, that's why I say you need one good friend, one good friend, mm. you know, that he talks to you not to instigate you, mm. not to fix you, mm. just to get you out to a better place, mm. not to tell you what to do also. Yeah. 
you know, and it's important. Today's life, it hurts every corner. No? Yeah. Traffic jam also. <laughs> <no>? <laughs> Well, traffic jam is part of life, right? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. So many things. Four-letter mm. word is national anthem. Mm. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. So, so to our listeners um, and viewers, um, it's important. Uh, the family unit is very Ooh, important. If yeah. you decide to go uh, into that path of starting your own family, then or even if you don't have your own family, but you're with relatives, with young kids. Uh, we all serve in a way to be a role model and to minimize any form of uh, negativity that can form some kind of habit. Mm. Yes. And habits become cycle and eventually may become a form of addiction. Yes. You know, uh, something scary happened to me a couple of days ago. Which is? So my wife texted me and said, You know, your son, she told me so yeah. from the text, You know, your son mm. found you on Spotify. Okay. And listen to the pineapple episode. <laughs> Alright. So for so, those who don't know, yeah. For those who don't know, just go on Spotify. Just type in uh, the two dogs pineapple, and uh, you actually see, you actually hear a, a narration by uh, Doctor Ali here many years ago. Speaking of uh, speaking of what pineapple tarts? Oh, just pineapple tarts. Pineapple just tarts. just a texture of the pineapple tart. How it tastes, how it smells like. Yeah, the packaging. It's yeah. a four minute. It's a four yeah. It's a four minute, minute talk about the packaging of pineapple tarts. It's explicit laden. Okay. It was so, full of national anthem words. Ah, okay. So <laughs> it was full of national anthem words. So as you were coming back to your story, so you said your son heard yes. you on Spotify, and so my son heard me on Spotify and heard all my national anthem and commented to my wife. I was using a lot of bad language. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually I had to face him. So yeah. and that was yesterday. So so this morning I had to approach him, I told him, I heard you listen to my pineapple episode. <laughs> I told him, number one, it was not meant for you. <laughs> number two, it's not right for me to say all those words either. It's an expression, but it's not right to use it to someone else. Yes. It's like watching a movie, you watch for the entertainment value, doesn't mean you go around using the same language and the same beating up people habits and mm. do it in real life. Yes. So I had to really address it to him and he just, he gave me a very adult smirk like, hmm, <laughs> I felt so small. <laughs> uh, so kids, kids absorb everything around them, yes. especially, especially if it's from their parents. Yes, right? yes Because yes. they look up to the parents and whatever their parents are doing, and, and as you mentioned, they either they are either on your side or they are totally against it. Yes. Yeah. There's no middle part, yeah, you know, no because the way they are growing, there's mm. no middle part. Yes, that's mm. true. That's true. That's yes, true. yes. Just that's to true. share with, with, with viewers, um, this is very interesting movie. Um, if you guys can can look it up, it's called Don't Worry. He won't get too far on foot. No, I've never heard of this. Don't movie. worry, he won't get too far on foot. It's a very underrated movie. Hmm. Uh, but it talks about Alcoholic Anonymous. Oh, okay. It stars Joaquin Phoenix, the guy who played ah, Joker. Yeah, Joaquin mm. Phoenix. It stars Jonah Hill, the fat oh, guy in Move of okay, Wall Street. Yes, that's yes, shrunk. yes, yes. So, Joaquin Phoenix's character, he was an alcoholic. He, he was a reporter and then he. He lived a life, loves alcohol, and he eventually got an accident and he lost the function of his legs. He was almost paraplegic. Mm -hmm. And he start and with his whatever functional arm, he started to draw comics. 
mm-hmm. but his path to sobriety was very difficult. His sponsor was Jonah Hill, mm-hmm. a hippie with HIV. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's based on a true story. Okay, but for those who really want to watch it, watch it because it documents the difficulty of an addict. Yeah. Exactly what Uncle Omar said about being out of control, hitting rock bottom, and even the process of going to an AA meeting and how he failed so many AA meetings, the amount of tears, frustration, suicide. But you're right, he had one person that was looking after him, yes. his best friend, and he also had a very good sponsor. And very important. Very important. And eventually he did come out of it and, and if I'm not mistaken he, mistaken, he goes around still giving talks on uh, alcoholism and, coming and addiction back, and addiction and coming back so yeah so that's something that I'd like to share with all the viewers um, again um, you guys can go check it out it's a very long title you just type he won't get too far on foot then plus Joaquin Phoenix or Jonah Hill you'll, you'll find the title mm, okay Anything you want to add in to our addiction talk today? Oh, no, I think uh, Abang Omar has really <laughs> covered, Abang, everything. I, I, I've covered everything and more. Yeah, you have no idea we had all the lists, but <laughs> now nah, we never even touched a single question <laughs> from there. He was looking at it and he was just, okay, check, check, check. <laughs> nah, cool. So, as, as, so, so, coming back, so let's, uh, let's uh, bring back everything. Let's recap, just, just recap everything. Like. Yes. So, addiction is not easy to beat. Alright? Yeah. Addiction is not easy to beat. And yes. it's, it's 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 going to be a struggle lifelong. When you said addiction means you're doing things against your will. Yes. So so doing things against your will and you are fighting against it lifelong. There's yes. no cure for it. Yes. It's a disease. Okay. It's a disease. So first of all, is to acknowledge that it's a disease. Mm-hmm. It's not because of that person. It's it's a disease that's eating up that particular person. Correct. Right. And there is no cure for it. But there is a way. Yes. to stop it from progressing, to stop Correct. it from yeah, controlling yes. or uh, stopping it from hurting other people. And hurting, not hurting yourself also. Yes, hurting you see, yourself. there is a life after addiction. Mm. That's why I'm here. Mm. If there was no life after addiction, I wouldn't be sitting with you people. Mm-hmm. I won't be. I'll be coming here for Canboro tendering. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be outside, knocking on the door. <laughs> so, so, there's one very interesting thing. Now, the next step is worldwide. Uh. They are talking about legalizing marijuana ganja yes Mm. Yes. do you feel that ganja or marijuana is a gateway drug to something more or like what some of the the research have shown people on ganja they do not proceed to synthetic drugs we have spoken this earlier a little bit you know that a family Mm. Stays like a family, not like a unit of house. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, when you are not happy, today, as I told you, my wife yes. passed away, I didn't pick up anything. Mm. If I'm happy, mm. do I have to put in any more no. anything? Because no. I don't need it. I'm All happy. Right. So, when you put anything from outside, mm. you are smart enough and cunning enough. Because if you are taking drug and remaining correct, that means you are very smart, you know, and cunning enough that you can play with drugs. Mm. But not everybody can do it. True, true. Anything that you have to put in from mm. outside and makes you feel better, mm. it cannot be right, mm. to my opinion. But what happened is, today we are living in an age where money is so important 
that life has got a smaller value than the money. The money mm. So people are not that happy. They need something to put make it in to make them happy. So ganja is okay there. <laughs> <laughs> Marijuana is okay there. Well, uh, medical grade. Medical <laughs> grade. Medical ganja. Okay. <laughs> Compared to others, it's, it's slightly better. Inky is having pain. Yeah, I'm having pain. <laughs> medical, medical pain of not having enough money. <laughs> yeah, but but resonating that. Um, you know everyone out there. You have to manage your stress. Mm-hmm. Um, have people to talk to. So that good friends. Yeah, good, good friends. friends. Good friends. And good friends. Not friends. You know, just have one. One friend. Good friend. Have a good friend. Just one. Non-judgmental. Non-judgmental. Yes. Listen, and then they are not just there to follow you to have a good time and eat, drink, and take selfies. But this one. It's going to listen, it's going to criticize, and but set you on the right path. That yeah. kind of friend. Yes, yes. Because, uh, as what we've heard from, from Uncle Omar and even Dr. Inky Ray's uh, medical marijuana, at the end of the day, people jump into a lot of this substance as a substitution of something that's missing. Yeah. Yes. Not enough sleep took something to help with the sleep. Want to be accepted? Took something to be accepted. Mm. Having pain, taking something yeah. to to substitute the pain. You are not solving it. You're substituting it. Correct. That substitute is hence the word substance abuse mm. at the end of it. Yes. So be very careful with that. And I think with that, um, we we're gonna sign off. But we want to tell you, Uncle Omar, thank you so much. It's no, it was my pleasure. From the bottom I'm of honored, my heart, I I love you from the bottom <laughs> of my heart. You are amazing. Thank you. Uh, thank you. I had an amazing time pre-chatting with you. <laughs> By the way, fun fact: his last cigarette was yes. thrown outside. He littered on the floor of Wisma Central. Wisma Central. Just <laughs> January. Nineteen ninety. Sixteen January. Friday. Friday, Friday, six thirty. Friday, six thirty. Perfect. The date. I know the date. So everyone, thank you very much for watching. Uh, staying, uh, being, tuning in with us. Uh, we're at the two dogs, and today's topic was on addiction, addiction, drug addiction, and beyond. Hitting rock bottom and coming back up. We have with us, uh, Mr. Omar Abdullah, or fondly known as Abang Omar or Uncle Omar. Who is was the co-founder of Pengasih Malaysia and yes. now a strong advocate for Narcotics Anonymous and A Malaysia. And you guys can check it out if you yeah. want to get in touch with him. All so, right. thank you very much. Thank you. So thank much you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it, man. Thanks, man. Thanks. 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 Okay. So Hopefully, somebody gets the message. Yeah. Thank